Hey folks, welcome to the Adventure Sports Podcast. Today is a little different. On Thursday, we usually do a Throwback Thursday episode, but today, as you see, we have Bear Grylls on again. We had him on a couple weeks ago uh, where we talked about his new show, I Survive. Well, today we're talking about the uh, the season finale and the final episode. The final episode, I think, is tonight on TBS, 10 p.m. Yep, it's tonight. And then the season finale is July 13th. So check that out. There's a link in the show notes. Uh, that you can follow to learn more about the show and where to watch it. Uh, but today's conversation, a little bit longer than the last one, we're talking about all kinds of things, how he manages so many projects. He has his hands in so many things. I don't understand how he does it, but he talks about how how having a great team around you makes that possible, how, what he's done to build a great team, as well as advice on you know a life partner, his wife, who... Is there has been been with, there with him this whole time raising kids? So it's a lot of like uh, leadership uh, training slash advice slash what he's done, and it was a really cool conversation. It's always a pleasure to be able to talk to Barry Grills. So this is the second time we've had him on. If you want to check out the first time, go back a couple episodes, a handful of episodes. That was like episode nine thirty three. Uh, yeah, hopefully this becomes a regular thing. Talking to Barry Grills on the podcast, how cool would that be? Anyway, let's go ahead and dive in. Man, doing research on you and looking at, you know, your social feed and all that, you have so much happening all the time. Like, what what is that process for you? Does it feel as busy or is this kind of the pace you like? This is like the amount of projects you like to be in all at once because it just seems like every day is a totally different thing that's going on. Yeah, we have we have lots of projects going on, but I kind of I think you've got to be in it in life as much as you can. You've got to get involved and get stuck in and follow your heart and go for things. And I don't know. I think um, it's the only way I know how to live. I think we do things differently. Uh, I've got a great team. You know, this, at the same time, we live a we try and sort of make sure we have time in life to to not always be rushing. I think that's a mistake just to always be so busy. You can't remember what's going on. And I don't live like that. I'm actually, you know, day to day we're, we're, we're pretty structured and efficient in how we do stuff. But, you know, I look at today, I've been, uh, I've trained, I've managed, I found a river, swum in a river, you know, played with the dogs, had a, had a, some breakfast. I survived bear grills and running wild and stuff. Uh, you know, but we sort of try and, make stuff not too crazy all the time. So I suppose, what am I saying? I suppose I'm saying, yeah, we do have proje- We do have a lot of projects. We get hyper-focused on those and we really support them. But we try and also make sure that I'm living the way I really like to live, which is actually to have time and, and time to breathe and time to train and trying to be with the family when I am home. We say no to a lot of stuff. I think that is key. You know, it's easy to just get swept up in the in the fluff and there's a lot of fluff that surrounds people in the media and we just say no to that we prioritize the family first and make sure that comes front and center and then uh, and then as i say when we work we're efficient uh, and i like that and and yeah i think if you look at look at this, the projects we're involved with there there are quite a few but they're all they're all kind of things we really believe in and 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 are 
you know, on brand, so to speak, for us and, and with people we really champion and love, you know, whether it's our fitness company of all of our veterans, our B Military Fit Company or our education staff with Becoming X, you know, or our theme parks that we run uh, in the UK, our adventure parks or our survival academies or the filming side of things or the book side of things or the live show side of things. So, you know, that's kind of it though, really. I know it seems a lot, <laughs> that's it. but that's it, right? great team, great team. And, and we always keep it fun. That's the other part. It's, it's got to be fun. And if it's not fun, you, we kind of, we readjust a little and we've had many failures. That's the other thing to remember. You know, we probably have about six or seven winning strands now, winning businesses that we really, believe in love support and uh those come on the back of tens of failures you know not just single digit you know we're talking tens and tens of failures so we've sort of got the good stuff but you have to go through the failures first as you know you, you keep saying we like you you use that word who is we well i suppose it's it's our team and our, and then our wider team who run these businesses and and i'm really proud of our our team you know i really believe that uh, these things only work because we I stand on the shoulders of some great giants. Uh, I've always been most proud in my life of the people I work with and the teams we have created. And I know when we work with the right people, the business will often work. So uh, we have a core team uh, in the UK of about uh, seven or eight people. And then we have our production team in America and then we have wider teams that run things like our survival academies or the fitness companies or the theme park stuff. So, but our core team is small and they've been with me forever. I love that. They're great friends. We've kind of grown up together and all had families together. And, and uh, I'm really proud of that. And I really feel any successes are their successes as well. We've been in this together. We've gone through the failures together. We've gone through the low, lower times together. Uh, I'm a loyal person. I really like having a tight, small team. Whenever the temptation to get too big and to grow and to get too many people, I'm always, my gut is always saying, hold on, small is beautiful. Keep those core, tight relationships, just best in class people, and you really back them. So that's we. That's we. Well, you know, this might be applicable to a lot of people, and I don't know if I've ever heard anyone ask you this you know what are some things you've learned about building a team and you know it sounds like it was built that core team a long time ago what were some of those things back then you did right and what would maybe change if you were to rebuild a team now because you know it sounds like part of it might have been luck because you didn't know what you didn't know that early on but you got really blessed with a good team and realized that and held on with two hands you you tell me how that how you go about it now well, first and foremost, always, always on character, not skills. Always on character, not resumes. Always on character, not kind of, you know, it's hard. I've never found great people through HR and through headhunting. And people, I, it's always been people I've known and worked with, you know, or maybe expeditioned with or have been friends first. Uh, and generally, then, if when we meet great people and we work with them, we realize, hold on, these guys are reliable, they're trustworthy, they're hardworking, they're ambitious, they're kind, they're humble, they're good fun, they're mavericks as well. 
we go, we really like this person. <laughs> Let's find them a role. Let's find them a role. Have you ever done this? Have you ever done marketing? Have you ever done, you know, <laughs> whatever it is? And, and, and we try and find people a role. But we're quite, we don't, we don't do that often. You know, the person has to be really good. And over the years, we've just built, built a great small team. And, uh, and then I say, so number one is that, and the same with expeditions, you know, you don't, you know, if you're going to be three months on a mountain with someone, it's not about how brilliant a climber they are. It's much more about, are they kind? Are they, uh, are they easy to get along, along with? Mm. You know, you're stuck in a tent for days and days. You care much more about the person who makes you a cup of tea before they have theirs, you know, those sort of, you know, the character, character. So, Number one is character before skills. You can always teach skills. It's harder to teach someone to be hardworking, loyal, you know, on time, all of that stuff. So character first. And then I think we really create a culture where we empower them to fail and to take risks and to push the boundaries a bit and to have fun with, with seeking out those failures and not to be scared of failing and that their job's not a threat and we're not trying to one up each other and we've got each other's back. And, uh, and if you fail big, you're also going to win big and to be smart and trust their, their instinct with stuff. And I think sometimes when people join us, they're initially like, that sounds great, but is it real? <laughs> you know, uh, because we've all worked in cultures that aren't like that. And it's, it's, you know, it's it's not fun. But I think once people realise, no, it's okay. You can you can really fail. It's okay, and uh, and we're we're we've we're there, and you know we've got your back, and we're 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 looking for the wins through through the failures. And uh, once people realise it's not threatening their job, and actually, then it becomes fun. That's when people get creative. Risk, you know, if you strip risk out of people's lives, their their creativity goes and they start operating out of fear and not wanting to make a mistake. And your power's already gone by that stage. You know, all the great things in life come from having that risk-taking attitude and being able to push the boundaries and fail and pick yourself up again and learn and adapt and improvise. And so we really try and keep that spirit in our, in our small team, but also to spread that culture to the wider teams of those, you know, all those projects we and other businesses we do. Let's take a quick message break and hear from the folks that help make this show possible. Finally, for the vast majority of us, we're able to access the mountains again. Snow has melted, not everywhere, I know. There's plenty of snow still in the Sierras and in places like that. But as you take the full advantage of this opportunity called summer, make sure you have the best gear possible that's lightweight, that's made by fellow adventurers and backpackers, that is Outdoor Vitals. I'm a huge fan of Outdoor Vitals. I have about half a dozen pieces of their gear. Absolutely high quality, incredibly well made, and I know that it's not going to fail me out there. That I know that that won't be something that keeps me from having a really good time and making the most of this time of year. So make sure you have the gear from a brand where it's not going to get stuck, broken, or just doesn't work. So if you want to be confident in the gear you're taking out there, I'm proud to support the folks over at Outdoor Vitals. From backpacking and camping to trekking and everything else, if you want to take your summer adventures to the next level with ultralight and high-quality performance, go to OutdoorVitals.com 
and let them know Mason from Adventure Sports Podcast sent you. Again, that's OutdoorVitals.com. Right now is the time for adventure, so let's go. That is plenty of that for now. Let's get back into the episode. I know you're, uh, you know, not not in love with the cameras, but a lot of time is has been spent on camera. What would you say is one of the most impressive things or closest calls or, or craziest moments by your crew or by your team that wasn't caught on camera that you wish would have been because it was that amazing? Yeah, well, first of all, you're right. I do. I don't enjoy the camera side of things. I really don't. I mean, you and me have spoken about this before. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't even look at you when we talk. I know. I mean, I. You know, I t- we've got our camera off, and this. I really don't enjoy the camera. It's the least fun part of my job. It's become a necessary evil, I suppose. You know, a, along the along the ride. Uh, it's a running joke with our team. Is like, don't go to bear asking for photo shoots and stuff like that it's not a happy place for me and and you know i don't need to be doing those sort of things nowadays you know i much prefer to you know always try and keep it on adventure and keep it about empowering other people as you got you got to be less photogenic though you know (laughs) maybe grow a really scraggly beard or bad you know the mustache looks good though the mustache (laughs) i don't know if that was an attempt but it actually works so um, (laughs) you gotta be less photogenic that's one problem well, um, so I suppose what I'm getting to is that I really like trying to trying to pass trying to turn that that camera of life, you know, the attention onto other people. It's why I love being chief scout. I love being able to say to kids, you know, you are amazing. Wow, what you're doing is incredible. Look at you. Tell me about this expedition. Tell me about this community project. I love that. Uh, it's why I try and do that through all of our stuff. I look at our adventure park in the UK. You know, it's always about helping people to overcome their fears. That's why running wild for me has been such a game changer to get away from the man versus wild that did build a good solid foundation. I know that, but ultimately it was just, you know, me doing my stuff and running wild brought all the joy back because suddenly now I could take rookies into the wild and show them how incredible the outdoors is, show them a little bit of that and show how when we work hard and we face our fears and we stand beside people we trust and we keep moving forward you know good things are going to come and you've got to earn it and money can't buy that and all all of that sort of spirit i love being able to share with people and the crew the crew are right in that zone for me you know they are always the unsung heroes of so many of these tv shows i loved it in the early days when we started doing behind the scenes shows and we did a whole bunch of those originally for man versus wild we've done less recently it's it's hard. I don't know whether the network's sort of appetite for it wanes. Maybe the behind-the-scenes shows that we did do didn't rate as well. I don't know. But I really loved them. I loved being able to shine the light on them and say, look, look how hard these guys work. You know, they do everything I do better backwards whilst carrying all the heavy gear. True heroes. In our, you know, long-winded answer to your question of, of when are the moments, it's, it's always... It's, it's the stuff that isn't caught on camera. It's the long days at the end of a jungle trip when everyone's tired and we've got a long extraction and, you know, long hike out and nobody's filming in it. We just need to get there before light goes, you know, and, and you see 
unsung heroes. You know, I, I love that and honor that more and more in my life. Just unsung heroes doing their thing, working hard, not complaining, being a good team player, working hard to earn a living, to look after the family. I don't know. I think so much of life celebrates often those who are in front of the camera, those who are more outspoken, the louder voice. But I don't know. The more I live a life, the more I value the opposite of that. I value the quietly spoken and the unsung and the, and the, and, and the struggle. The struggle that so many, in fact, all of us go through, whoever you are, the struggle. But people are reluctant sometimes to share that. And, and I think it's where life is at, actually. It's where relationships are made strongest. It's where our friendships of the crew are always built, you know, in those moments of vulnerability. So all power to them, all strength to them, the unsung heroes, in fact, the real heroes. I bet there's so much that they talk about and, and, uh, reflect on that you know is, is in part of the the show it doesn't make it on the camera um and, it, and in a way that's keeps it more fun and personable what, what's a wild moment from one of your shows that you don't feel like gets enough credit for maybe just how interesting or fat you know fascinating adventurous shocking it was you know there's all obviously the the highlights the really sensational things like eating eyeballs and sleeping inside of a sheep and all that what, what what do you think is overlooked oftentimes weather the conditions because you don't see it on camera and uh, and i'll put into that category as well mosquitoes you know <laughs> it, it's it's those are the things that people don't see but actually is where a team and our crew and all of us earn our bread earn our our, our stripes you know it's all easy to be doing or swinging across ravines on vines when it's all great but when you're in 100 percent humidity and you're dehydrated and you're you know just pouring a sweat or, or conversely freezing cold and crazy strong winds and you know just to operate a camera or to use your fingers to tie anchor points or belays or whatever you know that it's the unseen stuff isn't it and i think that is always the always a real tester same for our guests on running wild you know it's all easy when it's temperate conditions and you're romping around the mountains in in stable temperatures and and stable conditions but you know and everyone talk talks a good story when it's like that i mean listen you know this i know this we all know even with taking friends or families for hikes if it's all first of all, when it's all swimming and great it's all great but uh you learn about people when things start to go wrong and when it's lower temperatures and when it's you know it's pouring a rain that hasn't stopped and you can't get that fire going it was so windy you can't get a tent up and you end up huddled into the crook of a tr base of a tree or you know whatever it is but it's always about for me it's always about the weather <laughs> the weather dictates so much and uh and it can turn simple survival into horror survival in the blink of an eye. And that's why I never take it for granted. It's why you always got to go into these places well prepared. And I think what I'm most impressed by with our team is how well prepared they often are and how even when, you know, we, we, we have crazy low conditions sometimes filming in, you know, up in the Arctic, in deep snow, in winter. And you never know, you, you plan a journey and sometimes when we use locals as as guides to help us scout an area beforehand, 
they're they're going oh you could go from there to there and it's like and all of us look at each other because we know that's great when that when it's all all stable but throw in 90 mile now wins and then try and do it you know you and you don't know what's going to happen on the day so we have to really always moderate our journeys and always anticipate the worst but we often get the worst and, and my point is the crew in those times are incredible often the guests are like suddenly it's no longer fun you know 20 minutes in <laughs> freezing cold hands can't feel their feet you know and they used to be able to say i can't i'm cold and somebody jumps out and helps them and does something for them but in this case it's just me and a small team and we'll do our best but we're all fighting as well you know and it's at times like that when i have to then focus on the guest that i realize how good the crew are because they never complain and yet they're still operating and trying to keep cameras warm down their jackets and you know moving and climbing and operating and surviving you know that each one of those things is a task within itself you know if you go to a when we go and shoot the old commercial in la and all somebody's focused on is filming and there always seems to be an awful lot of song and dance about just doing that just the camera operating you know i'm thinking hold on and the same you climb a mountain don't have to worry about filming it can be an awful awful lot of sweat and grunt and effort just for climbing you know for stopping all these things together and uh so yeah short answer is weather <laughs> is there an environment that you maybe haven't tested yourself in or you would like to whether that be like enduring a hurricane outside or or, or, or something like that or, or you feel like you kind of have done it all and you've got scratch that itch in a way well i'd I don't necessarily feel I've done it all, but I, I would, I do feel I've been in most of it. You know, we've, we've been in the hurricanes, we've been in the crazy storms offshore, hundreds of miles offshore and big icy oceans, you know, been in the cr- hottest deserts in the world and the co- coldest places in Siberia in the middle of winter, you know, we've been in the water and up the, up at high altitudes and in the humid jungles, you know, we, we really have as a team. It's not like, it's not, it's not, it's not bragging to say that we're the, we really have, you know, we really can look each other in the eyes, go, no, we have been in these situations often multiple times. I think it's more now that we try, actually, I don't have a thirst to get back into the real extremes of those because it just makes everything that much harder. I prefer to try and pick times and places where we know the environment is going to be on our side and then to be able to push the boundaries within that environment of what we're actually doing. You know what I mean? Rather than yeah. being in a in a horror, you know, heat or super cold and actually not being able to do anything because one of us, myself or the crew or the guests, one of us is going to have a have an epic on their hands and then suddenly none of us can do anything. So I I, I haven't got that kind of thirst to like I want to get back into that again. It, I I know it happens organically anyway in our life, even when we try and avoid it. It's just you know because we go to extremes even when we try and plan them not to be too extreme, stuff happens. The wild is unpredictable. There's at least a handful of times through the year, even with great planning and great intent to try and avoid some natural phenomena, <laughs> we we end up in a natural phenomena. So we don't seek it out, but we know that it becomes part of life. And And actually, like I said, conversely, we try and seek out amazing places, but at temperate conditions and without you know we're not going to go and intentionally film in hurricane season in the middle of it you, you know we try and try and plan it 
Mm-hmm. And it's all from experience. <laughs> You've learned the hard way. And it, like you should say all that and say, well, we do that now. We maybe didn't do that early on because we, yeah, like you said, you've learned from experience. Let's take a quick message break and hear from the folks that help make this show possible. That is plenty of that for now. Let's get back into the episode. Um, well, it wasn't like it wasn't like early on we were seeking it out and like you know massive adrenaline junkies trying to. It wasn't like that actually. It was much more that we were doing a show that I didn't control, mm. you know, in the early years of Man vs. Wild. And, and it's, and it was working. And ironically in the world of TV, often when things are working, they start reducing the budget because they know it's working, you know? So suddenly we were going and it was, I had no control. So it was always like producers going, you're going there, you know, you're going there. And it was like, Oh wow. And already my gut is going, that's going to be an epic at this time of year. And sure enough, it would be. So it wasn't so much of like, we were seeking it out. It's just in the early days, ill-informed people were making the decisions on our behalf and we weren't, I wasn't, because I was a sole guy at that stage. There was no we at this stage. I wasn't strong enough or empowered enough or had enough control to be able to say, no, we we got to do it differently. And that's when I reached that time in my life where we had to take back, I had to take back that control and build a we, build a team and start to do it our way. And really it was then that, the show started to take off because then we could have well-informed creative input into things rather than always just being on the back foot. Is your wife adventurous? Uh, she, she's, I would say adventurous a state of mind and she definitely has it. She, she's, uh, she's got all the attributes of a brilliant expedition member, kind, hardworking, loyal, smart, good instinct, never gives up. So in that sense, she's a, a true adventurer. I think if you ask her, does she like jumping out of planes and climbing big mountains, she'd say no. <laughs> Although she has come on along on a whole ton of expeditions over the years, and and but she doesn't seek out. You know, she's she's much less messed up than me. She doesn't need to seek out adrenaline and adventure on too many levels but at the same time we live a pretty adventure ridden life you know we live on a little island up in north wales in the uk that's off grid we've lived there for many years it's wild weather rainy horizontal wind most of the time uh you know she is definitely a non-complainer with bad weather and she's dealt with a lot of it with me over the years she's uh relentlessly tough when needed and that's a great quality, but she's soft as well. And you, you wouldn't think it of her, but she's good. When the chips are down, she's amazing. We live in the mountains for a big part of the year as well. And, uh, and we do a lot of mountain sports together there. And she's my number one, I'd say, for doing those things with. I love it. I ask because I feel like a lot of young adventurers people anybody really feels like they have to be partnered with someone that has the exact same interests in hobbies and sports or whatever it is and i the more i just yeah. talk to people who are experts or are very very good at what they do or or leading they're often just very different people uh which i just have noticed is really fascinating but they're all great at what they do and they almost have this appreciation for each other in their respective worlds kind of seems like that way for y'all yeah, that's 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 totally how it is, and I like that. It's, it's never there's never an element of competition. You know, there's 
which I would it would be exhausting way to live. And I don't know, we work, I work super hard when I'm out there with our guys and we're on the shows or we're on these trips. And it's just so good to be able to get back and be normal and not, and not be like dragged off on six hour bike rides. <laughs> you know, much as I love the odd long bike ride, but I don't want to be doing it all the time at home. You know, I have enough of that at work. Actually, I love to just be really quiet at home and walk a bit and, take the dogs and like I say, swim in rivers and very happy being quiet as well. So um, I think people often think, gosh, is it like adventure dawn to dusk? And the answer is no, you know, it's enough of that at work. And I love it. I mean, sometimes like last night it was a quiet evening and I went for, to the pa- paramotor, you know, our powered paraglider went for a little fly, but you know, it's like half an hour, I take it out on my own in the field and just take off and, and follow the rivers for half and come back. That's great. You know, that's adventure, but very happy then just sat on the grass with Shara, having supper together, just us two. Super nice. Well, I know we're getting close to the end of our time. Uh, t- tell me about, you know, I Survived and how it's been received and kind of that format and how how, how the show's going. Well, the show's had an incredible response, actually, you know, and I loved it because it was all about finding, like we said all along, finding unsung heroes, people who really want to show what they're made of and just quietly put their head down and work hard and are smart. And I I love that. I really love that spirit of I Survived Bear Grylls. And it's, it's, it's done really well. It's rated really well for TBS. It's been, I think it's come out at a really good time when a lot of shows aren't being made and ours just came in at the right time. It's had loads of good support, really good time slot and a great response from from viewers and fans. So, And also enough of a sort of nod and a wink and a sense of humor to it that it's easy, fun, entertaining viewing. So I'm really grateful, really grateful. We're we're selling the format around the world already. We're going to, you know, it's such a simple format and such a fun one. So that's always a sign that it's working. Uh, God willing, we'll do another season of this. But, you know, you never know. You can never take it for granted. We've had shows that have been great winners and have only ever done one season. Mm. And we've had others that have been kind of okay and have done a whole bunch of seasons. So you never really know. I think it's a super difficult time, actually, in TV at the moment for so many networks and so many production houses. But we're skidding on in there under the radar. <laughs> we're always, We're always just good enough <laughs> we're never like that's the thing from the beginning you know even man vs wild stuff or running wild you know the ratings were never huge they were always just good enough and actually that was the key to so much longevity we just did season after season year after year of the, of the shows because it was just good enough it wasn't like and i don't know i kind of sometimes you kind of you want you know to be number one but actually it's actually sometimes it's smart just yeah, good enough. So I hope I hope we'll come back for more of I Survive Bear Grylls. It's as I show it's a team and a and a format and show I really love and the response has been great. And um but as I say, you, you never know. Uh so we'll see. Well, is there anything else that, that you're interested in trying? A format of media or um anything any project coming up that you're most looking forward to that you can tell us about? Yeah, well, we've got a whole season of Running Wild just wrapped up that airs in like a month in the States. So that's going to be exciting. Probably some of our best guests we've ever had. Uh, we've got Bradley Cooper, Running Wild. We've got 
Benedict, Cumberbatch, Running Wild, Rita Ora, a whole bunch of cool stars. Uh, so I'm really proud of that season. That's that's on Nat Geo and Disney Plus. So fingers crossed for that. Uh, we've got some podcast stuff coming, uh, mm. announcing soon. We've got, um, yeah, we've got some cool new partnerships. Uh, with, I don't know if you know Brompton Bikes, uh, yes. which are really cool, collapsible, portable uh, adventure bikes. And we're doing a whole thing. We've done a, a range of, of Bear Grylls bikes with them uh, that comes out this fall really fun i've used them for years i've loved loved the company for ages so that's been a really fun partnership about you know spreading the adventure spirit even if you're a city rider commuting or going to school five miles down the road in the city you know uh and i love that our, our education staff is going from strength to strength we're doing a lot a lot of time on that at the moment so busy happy working hard never giving up grateful for the connection with good people like you mason and uh yeah having fun well bear that 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 wraps it up right there man i won't keep there's about a million questions i want to ask you but hopefully we can uh talk again one day so i'd really i'd like that thanks to your team too thank you both so much for for the uh opportunity again oh no worries yeah you're such you're such a good guy i've got a good instinct for good people you you've always been a good guy and uh love spending time with you First of all, thank you so much for listening. It means the world to us that you choose to listen to this show. If you'd like to help us further, you can leave a review on iTunes, share us with your friends, your family. It goes a long way to grow in the show. You can also support us financially through patreon.com slash adventuresportspodcast. Link is in the show notes. And also, if you have an idea of who could be a good guest for the show, we're always looking for people to tell their story uh, about the outdoors or adventure. So if you know someone, please reach out. Email us at info at adventuresportspodcast.com. And until then, get out there and have some fun. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.